Greetings, everyone. It's Wednesday night, and Wednesday night means that we're sitting up in the old game room, which is the studio, if you will, for the Birds and the Leaves podcast. It's me, Nathan. And me, Emma. Kim. Oh, okay. Well, you were going to jump in there. I'm just jumping in. in. Some, late, did you know lately you've been forgetting to let me talk? No. It's true. That is not true. Have you been listening to our podcast? No. Oh, okay. Am I talking too much? I mean, sometimes you just don't introduce. Well, you introduce me, but I don't get to say anything. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't want you to mess it up, so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a little peek behind the curtain at our relationship. Uh So, no, she's only kidding. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we are here tonight. Just the chat, just the talk. Interestingly enough, tonight is a uh, viewer or listener, not a viewer, listener request. Yep. As uh, Mrs. Leah Clark has put a request out for us. So it's probably a little more serious mm-hmm. than normal than we have been lately. She had some that weren't serious, but I chose the serious. I chose the most, the one that fit into what we had talked about. Yep. And I want everyone to know that I'm going in cold on this one. I know the topic, yeah, but I'm kind of going in so, cold. I haven't prepared, so I don't know if there's questions you want to ask. And well, I have, I have divided it into five sections. Five sections. Yes. You know, people stop listening after about forty-five minutes, right? Yeah. Okay, so five it's sections. It's fine because some of these are really short. Okay, some of them are okay. Yeah. I just didn't know how long five a section takes. It's like a section. It'll be fine. You okay. just need to ride the wave of. I will this. ride the wave. Yes, that's what we fun. do here. We are totally. We are a free form jazz odyssey. Or hike the mountain. We're not really wave people. I am. You are. I'm. I not. like the ocean. Yeah. You don't sharks. Yeah. Okay. Well, then what I'm going to do since I talk too much. I, I just in the beginning. In the beginning, it's I talked a lot. Actually, since you have the plan, and the table uh, just broke. yeah, the table <laughs> did just break. If you're not, you, you can't see. That's why this one needs to be on video because oh. you literally just broke the table. Yeah, you should let us know if you think this should be on video. because yeah, because that was pretty funny. Mess. And the way the table works, because you're sitting at another one, I can yeah. actually see the pieces fall off. Yeah. So that was I, pretty cool. For the record, I made this table. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it really so. didn't. It really didn't fall apart. Just one of the yeah. cross beams fell. I just off. didn't have a good concept on how to build it. So well, it's no, fine. I thought it was good. It's just it's that, fine. You know, my I, my kneecaps are bruised every time I try to sit because it hits them. Seems like a you issue. It is. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to hand it over to you. And you know what? I, I'm going to let you drive this car. Okay. So, so I'm going to introduce Leah, even though she's not here, because I think it's important to know where this question came from so we understand where we're going with it. Um, or why it would be a question that someone would even ask us. Yeah. So Nathan is a pastor at a local church, and Mm -hmm. I am his wife. And (laughs) You are more than my wife. (laughs) You are my confidant. You are my partner. I hate the word confidant. Why? It sounds... It sounds very spyish. No, it sounds uppity. Uppity. Okay, you're the person that um, uh, keeps my secrets. Yep, that's okay. better. <laughs> that sounds any, better. Any definition of that is better. Okay. Um, and Leah is someone that has been going to our church way longer than we have been going yes. to the church that we are currently at. Um, and a really great friend. And we uh-huh. have done a lot of life with her family. Yes. We went on vacation together. Yes. And they are a great family. Yeah. The kids are great. Um, we enjoy them as people. So she... Uh, post- wait, wait, hold on, back up. What? 
just we enjoy them as people. Is that a phrase that means like, hey, we just really dig them for who no, they are? Or I, well, okay, so I said that strategically because there's so many phases that they're all like ones in high school, ones in college. Oh, yeah, there's, everybody's yeah, everybody's in different life stage. Yeah, yeah so I, I, gotcha. I don't think it's fair to be like, I, I don't know. It just it was hard to. Wrap. No, I understand yeah. what you're saying. So we do a lot of. I would say Leah and I talk on a level of how to grow each other. Mm-hmm. Like there's an accountability there yeah. and there's some real discussions about hard things in life. And her question to us was, how do we encourage younger, the younger generation to connect and find faith? Hmm. So that's her, that's her question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't knowing her, this doesn't necessarily represent her family. I, she loves that for her family and wishes that for her family, but she teaches and works with a lot of people that are younger Yeah, just through her job and various volunteering opportunities. Uh-huh. So I think she's looking at generalized it's and just not a, necessarily Well, I mean, it's a, it's a socially, well, not social, it's a generational thing. I mean, yeah. obviously we're parents, we're, we're right. adults watching the transition of the world around us, yep. so. So uh, okay, so, that's a that's a great subject. Um, this is immediately one of those ones where like, oh, you're a pastor. Well, yeah. okay, I'm not going to necessarily approach it from that perspective. Right. I mean, I'm going to come at it from a dad. I think so. So I actually didn't. The questions that I wrote were as a dad okay. and as a son. Okay. Not necessarily as a pastor. Cool. Yeah. I can do that. Okay. So number one, yeah. What my first question is: How did your parents do that? Oh, okay. So well, how did they encourage the younger generation to connect and find faith? Okay. Um, well, okay. First, I want to qualify something. Yeah. I don't think finding faith is the issue. Mm-hmm. I think everybody finds faith in something, hmm. uh, whether it's an ideology, whether it's a group of people, whether it's point. it's God, whatever. I think people find faith in whatever. I think the the question is. Uh, how do they how do they find the truth or how do you instill the truth which which I believe there's an absolute on that now for mm-hmm. me uh, for me my parents um, so my dad started as a well, he was in the Navy and he got saved and he, he was a pastor for a very short time I don't remember that period of life where he was um, interestingly enough I do remember times where we we didn't really go to church or anything like yeah, that sure but I grew up in a family where uh, the truth about uh, Jesus Christ and grace and salvation was very evident in everything we talked about mm-hmm. it very openly in fact we talk about there's not a time where I didn't believe yeah uh, that I can remember yeah not believing right Um but as I got older, I really do think it was a lot of uh, very concrete, visual uh, example. You know, be, seeing my dad get up every morning and have a devotional, mm. uh, seeing my mom and dad both involved in a small group, seeing them yeah. participate regularly in church, but uh, being able, but also being able to have the conversations from a very, and this is our family, uh, very logical, rational um mm-hmm. Uh, understanding like and I mean watching your family you also had the opportunity to ask those they yeah, were never yeah. there were questions there were there yeah. were there were conversations like it wasn't mm-hmm. just an assumption that uh, you believed something or right. found something to be true there was there was not a challenge but there was always the question of why do you find this true or here is the truth compared to what the world is saying 
why would that be? So mm-hmm. I think it was a couple of different things. I, I do think it was the modeling of it, mm-hmm. but I also think it was a proactive engagement with us regarding that. Mm-hmm. Um, that it wasn't a, it wasn't a passive thing that suddenly we were going to find it and you discover were seeking it. Seeking it out, yeah. Um, it was let me present it to you, and I, and I do believe it's a parent's wish to guide their their mm-hmm. children, especially if in in Christian families there's a desire to guide your kids and. You can do that to a point, mm-hmm. and and then you know sometimes they make their own decisions. But I think for me, it was definitely that that really active part hmm. on their part. So okay, okay, you. Um, <clears throat> my parents didn't necessarily, uh, like the level at which we go to church now and the which we're engaged was yeah. not what I grew up with. We were the very, I would say, above average mm-hmm. attenders to church. So we did the, you know, I was in like a, a church play and I was in a choir here and there and mm-hmm. we would go to church most Sundays. But Wednesday nights were not necessarily a thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they did anything at my church, but we didn't go. But you didn't go, so how would you know? Right. Yeah. We did, um, there was a homeless ministry there that we worked with Mm -hmm. on occasion but my parents always it was never necessarily talked about when I was super young yeah but they always acknowledged um God's provision through Mm -hmm. miracles okay I looking back even thinking about this it's interesting because it my mom would always point out miracles like that was her really thing she got excited about was seeing someone get over an illness that Mm -hmm. wouldn't otherwise have happened or people who were in poverty and now are able to sustain themselves. Yeah. That was her thing. And my dad always had a very um, consistent faith Mm -hmm. that it was going to be okay, Uh, whatever we were going through. But I don't remember growing up, at an early age with a lot of like reinforced biblical um, knowledge Mm -hmm. that came later when my parents got divorced and my dad started taking me to church and I was surrounded by people who literally just poured into me and he encouraged that. I think he felt a lack in that. So parents, if Mm -hmm. you're listening, if you feel a lack in that, there are people around you at your church who I'm sure would be so tickled Mm-hmm. to the nines to be able to support your child through pouring knowledge into them. Yeah. So that's how my parents did it. You make an interesting point about other people because I do know that, um, you know, one thing I, I, I appreciate was <laughs> my dad saw that value in other people. Yeah. And uh, I can even remember, like, we've talked about this in earlier episodes, you know, when I got, would get in trouble as a younger, mm-hmm. uh, younger teenager that, you know, if I didn't want to talk to my dad, it would be kind of a, hey, well, why don't you go talk to this guy who's yep. part of your youth group? In fact, I do remember that getting involved in, in a youth ministry was that we were at a church that didn't have one. And my dad yeah. and a couple other people got together and partnered with another church <laughs> yeah, because they wanted that. So, right. um, again, that's that proactiveness, but also knowing limitations, like yeah. like knowing that you can't do everything, but there's other people who have wisdom and stuff. Yes. To, yeah. So, all right. Yes. That's okay. first question. See, I told you they weren't too terrible. Oh, we're only on the first one. I know. You could be throwing me all sorts of curveballs by question okay. five. Okay. Maybe I should make it six questions. Why does it have to be six? I just like making you nervous. Okay. Okay. Number two. How do we as parents apply this? 
See, this is the part where we have to be, this is the part where we expose all of the ugly things and, you know. Um, Not really. I mean, we're asking, we're. I know. I know. I'm kidding. You know, the thing is, we one, we want to acknowledge that we're not perfect, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think yep. there's something that being a, a pastor and having pastor's kids, uh, people inadvertently, and I don't think they intentionally do this, just assume that uh, in some instances that we pastors have it together or at least... Um, at least they, our kids. They at least our kids, or they put up a good front. The pro, <laughs> the thing is, is, is we're just like any other parent. We still have the same issues, the same struggles, the same. You know what I love that God did for us? What's that? He gave us Garrett last. If you want to <laughs> see a family, a pastoral family that is wheels off. Well, he's not so much anymore, but he used to be. He's not yeah, so much wheels when off When he anymore. was little, it was all bets are off every Sunday. But he did also say the other day that. Sometimes he needs help. <laughs> he did. That's how he ended a sentence. Yeah. I mean, he was a little bit confused. <laughs> par- and finally, he just said, sometimes I need just need help. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, yeah, you did. <laughs> but I do think that sometimes God made Garrett the way he is to remind us that we do not have this together. I mean, we certainly make mistakes yeah. with Jessica, but he is like the exclamation point on the end of our family mm-hmm. where God reminds us that you never know day to day what a kid is going to bring to the table. Yeah. And that is my Garrett. At our Garrett. Well. He's ours. You don't always want to claim him. Well, no. <laughs> um, you know, for us, it really goes back to, and, and, we, and we have a benefit of being surrounded by families and pastors and pastors' wives who are very open about, okay, look, these are the yeah. things we're still dealing with. And right? generous with And generous grace. with that. Yeah. And, and even, I can remember like making mistakes and, you know, going and talking to friends and seeking counsel, like, oh man, I really messed up with my mm-hmm. kid. And they're like, how? Yeah. Well, I did this. Okay. Everybody and, does that. You yeah. know, it's 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 encouraging us in that. But I think for our kids, it really does come down to the uh, the modeling of it, which yeah. we're not perfect at that. Um, right. I think it, it and really just uh, establishing that the life is meant to be lived centered around. Jesus. Yep. That's the simplest way I can say it. Yeah. Life is meant to be centered around him. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, I remember at times when, you know, our daughter would roll her eyes when, <laughs> you know, I would bring some kind of, you know, spiritual point, dad, you're being a pastor mm-hmm. again. I'm like, yeah, but the truth is this is what it revolves around. And, and I think for us as well, we have had so many cool people who have, uh, Oh, we're surrounded by a yeah, big village, but, but yeah, who have contributed mm-hmm. to that. And, even the staff that we have that we are working with right now, everybody, the way they, they embrace our kids and our kids get to see that that springs from their personal relationships with the Lord, that they get to see these people who are uh, very committed, but that not just committed in an act of um, uh, repetitiveness or something like that, but like, this is legit. This is like yeah. really, and, and, you know, for Jessica, um, she's such a, loving person that she feeds off of that. I mean, she, yeah. I mean like yeah. she's just a very feeling kind of person. Yeah. And so, um, she's the one who's very, uh, uh impacted by those relationships. And I yeah. think that's when, you know, she feels that then that's a real evidence of that God is working 
when she is experiencing that. And so there's this, okay, he's real. You know, it's interesting that our kids never really have gone through a part where I don't think he's real. They have gone through the struggle of, Mm -hmm. I don't think he's doing anything. Yeah. And equating their decision-making as God not doing anything. I mean, Jess has her own story about finding faith and what that looks like. And Mm -hmm. um, that's her story to tell. But I think they both had pretty normal. I I would say it's normal for any teenager to say, I don't know if God is real. Or I don't understand why God would do this. Yeah, there's some of that. With Jessica, it was always interesting because, you know, she would struggle with something and we would direct her, hey, you know, have you prayed about this? And she would be like, yeah, I have, but it's not working. Um, And, uh, you know, not working generally means... I tried it once and, you know, I prayed once and nothing happened. Right. And so she had to learn through that, that this is consistency yeah. and, and, But you that's know. hard when you're learning that those behaviors take time. You know, it's not just a, it, it's a form of worship, right? Yeah. And it's hard for kids to understand it's, it's how do you move a mountain? It's not how do you move a rock? Yeah. So... But knowing that, you know, when you when you have these situations in your life, you've been there maybe for a long time, you know, it, it takes a little bit to get out of that. But yeah. back to the, the original question. Um, yeah, I think for us, it's just that that saturates our life. Now, granted, it, it, it is easy because you're always at church. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we've been blessed and lucky that they haven't been swayed by the influences of the world around them. I think we yeah. can talk about those things. Um, though Jess tends, Jess and Garrett both tend to say, you know, I, I tend to fall into the grumpy, look at the world around me going, I can't believe people <laughs> are doing that, you know. Uh, but I do think that they listen to that. They listen to, okay, here's what the truth is and here's how it doesn't line up. And here's mm-hmm. that personal relationship you can have. And here's why it's real. And I think that's something yeah. they see very clearly. And I think that's a strength you have is they can look at that and go, okay, mom's attitude springs from that. Mom's way of handling things springs from that. Mm -hmm. Mom's care for other people springs from that relationship she has with the Lord. So that would be my answer. I, I think, well, one, I will say we are tremendously blessed by friends who may not I mean, we have many people that are atheists that we know, many people that are non-believers or many people who are neighbors that don't go to our church or just have a different view of things. And our community truly, somehow we are just blessed with this community that tells them your parents are doing the right thing for you. Whether or not they agree with us, they don't tell us. (laughs) I mean, you know, they're just people who are around. Even in Cub Scouts, when we were in Cub Scouts, you know, everybody in that little cohort of people Mm -hmm. would encourage them to listen to their parents. Now, that's part of Cub Scouts. I get it. But you're talking about an older sibling like Jessica around Mm -hmm. who was encouraged to do the best they could. So I would say we're really blessed to be in a position where our friends and maybe maybe you could say we've chosen to live that lifestyle but being surrounded by people who encourage them to listen and engage with open ears is really Mm -hmm. important and i make a concerted effort with my kids Mm -hmm. when i'm when it's just me and one-on-one time to talk about um the things that bring me and god closer together Mm -hmm. and maybe that's worship so maybe I talk with them about why I worship. Yeah. Maybe it's um, 
there are certain, I'm going to call them rituals or things that I do every day with Jesus mm-hmm. intentionally. Yeah. And I'll share that with them. And only they know that. Maybe mm. Nathan doesn't even know it. Or maybe, you know, my parents don't know it or my friends yeah. don't know it. Also, I try to let them in on the things that I do that other people would never see, but I'm still doing for them. Yeah. yeah. You know, I things like... um if you know me, I am fiercely protective of all of my friends mm-hmm. and I will go to bat for any of them for any reason, as long as it is worthy of going to bat over. Right. Yeah, she it's, won't go to jail for you. For I, your I will. If for it's, your crime. <laughs> well, no, I will. If it's the right for your crime. I see Yeah, not saying. for your crime. <laughs> yeah, not for your crime. But if, if I need to go to jail because you did the right thing and you're getting accused hundred percent yeah, on it. Yeah. Well, for my kid, my kids have started seeing that, and how I, how I fiercely protect those mm-hmm. around me and those who are in need that I don't know, and yeah, we have seen that come out in them, and now we've, they're starting to see what it means to serve people mm-hmm. behind the scenes, okay, quietly, yeah, and I love that's a real neat thing, but it's it's taken years of. We do this because Jesus tells us to. Mm-hmm. We do this because we love other people. We we do yeah. this because we're called to serve. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's two questions. Okay. How many minutes are we on? Uh, we're at 21 <laughs> minutes. Okay. So we're doing good. We're That's doing perfect. okay. We're doing all right. Yeah. For f- five questions or four? Five. Five. Three. What is something you or I would change that you think would help them maybe that we have done or are doing that would help them with their faith and connecting a little bit more? I think I would have helped them transition to learning how to, uh, interestingly enough, uh, we have two kids that, and and I don't mean this, this is going to sound really weird. Um, I have one kid that will read the Bible front and back. (laughs) Yeah. I have another one that doesn't do that. Yeah. However, I think both of those are, I think there's st- weaknesses in both of those. One is not reading it, but one is just reading it so much that it doesn't yeah. have any meaning to you other than right. you just read it. It could be factual. a dictionary. Yeah, it's like and, a dictionary. Yeah. So I think teaching them or encouraging them to do that, uh, spending that time as personal growth personal time with the Lord to say, okay, what do you want me to know today? And how Mm. can I lean on you? I think I could have done a better job of that uh, as it growing up yeah, and um, being more visible with my own time. Right. And and I think I could be visible with, you know, more visible with everybody in my family because that's something that uh, is, I have my way of doing those things, but maybe it's it's a little too insular and and, mm-hmm. and personal in the sense that uh, it's not visible as an example. Mm. Um, interesting. Oh man, it's an interesting question, right? I think. Um, well, there's a lot of things. I mean, that's the thing yeah. is, is like, what would you do differently well, or better? Is that your top one though? That's okay to have a top. That's one. a top one. It's just okay. you know, there's a lot of things. Is is I think we both are good at expressing our weaknesses in front of them and, and yeah, being able to say, okay, this is something that I'm working well, on. And I, I think it's important to understand when you, oh my gosh, you guys can't hear it, but the dog is having some kind of dream and it's 
It's a good one. <laughs> Out of control. Yeah. Apparently, it's a really good dream. It's a tail wag and everything. Yeah. Um, I think it's important when you're admitting what you're, what you're. He's still going. He's still going. <laughs> hey, Dash. Oh, he's not I'm even just, moving. I'm just gonna let him live that dream. Yeah, whatever <laughs> this is, dream. it's really good. Um, oh, he just woke up. He just hey, jumped buddy. out of his dream. <laughs> hey, yeah, you're you're all right. You're right here. You can lay down. Um, when you're admitting your wrongs, I think one of the things that we do well, yeah, and I, that's number four is actually what what do we do that works is we're it's a conversation. It's not like a scream match or some yeah. kind of, you know, it's not like well I know I'm wrong, but you know I've yeah. seen those before in families working with families for so long that yeah, anytime you're saying you're wrong but still coming mm-hmm. at someone, it's not going to work. <laughs> well, and I think when we say things. When we talk about things that we could have done better Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's always in the framework. It's always in the reference of, okay, the reason why this is not, there's not just a a, a worldly reason for that. The reason because I'm called to be something better. um, That because of the, because of the relationship I have with the Mm -hmm. Lord, because I am... uh, I saved by grace have everlasting life that the expectation is that um, that I would seek to live that way that doesn't mean it's always going to happen and it right. doesn't mean I will do that right. you know I can I can I can be saved and then live wheels off for the rest of my life mm-hmm. um, but that that framework of context is not that oh it's just something good to do it's that no this is who I'm supposed to be Right. Um, and so I want you, my child, to understand that in, even in my weaknesses, what I'm saying is mm-hmm. you don't have to be this. You right. can uh, you can pursue that life that God wants for you and how he wants you to live. You don't have to repeat the same mistakes. Yeah. So I would say I struggle like you do with your daily Bible study. I struggle with that as well. Um yeah, I, that would be my area that I would love to be a little more intentional yeah. about and always struggle with being intentional. I find it works best if I just mm-hmm. lay a Bible out on my work desk. Yeah. And it makes, you're a little different because your Bible could be out for any multitude well, but of that's reasons. The hard, that's the hard thing is it can be out yeah. for any multitude of reasons, but it's not necessarily the one that, that is right. helping me grow. Yeah. So that's that's for me, but you know everybody finds their own pace. I, before we keep going on this, I do want to say... I don't want anyone to think we're doling out wisdom that we know works because our kids are young. Yeah. They are not adults yet. And I am not, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not 4% sure (laughs) that any of what we're doing works. What I know is we, what we see right now in our kids, I'm hopeful for their future. Well, and I think there's something to that is there is, you know, we can do everything we want. Ultimately, this is the spirit's going to have to lead them. Yeah. And are they willing to listen? You know, we can't make that happen. And, you know, I think that would be my biggest piece of advice to parents is to let the stress go of, you know, I've got to make sure that all this stuff happens. Yeah. I, yeah. I think if you're doing what you're called to do, you know, and setting that example and living the way you should, mm-hmm. then they, and they're seeing that and you're speaking that, tr- uh, speaking the truth to them and you're, and you're showing them. Uh, what's found in God's word that that relationship you have with him in prayer and setting that example, you know, really is you're sitting there going, okay, Lord, I'm doing what I need to do or what I should be doing. 
but I know that ultimately this is what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. that takes a little bit of that off though. It's, it's, I can understand that stress of like, I don't yeah. want to see this happen to them. Uh, but at the same time, it's kind of out of our hands to a degree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just having kids puts you on a tricky tightrope 98% of the time, all the time. So <clears throat> just take a step back mm-hmm. and know that, you, you know, if you're trying, then you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're if you're doing that faithfully and in in the way you should and in the way God's asked you to and commanded you to, then yeah, there is, you know, take a deep breath. Yeah. Pray for your kids. Yeah. Um, encourage them to seek him, uh, stay connected to them, love them. Um, yeah. But you know, just like you, mm-hmm. the spirit's the one growing you, right? Yeah. He, he's the one yeah. that's doing the you know work and you're responding and hopefully listening and following. So, yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I had a question here, but I think I'm going to change it. So I'm going to tell you what the question was and what I want to change it to. Okay. Question was, what examples do we hope they see in us? Okay. But we've kind of already talked about that. Yeah, yeah. So what about what, and I'll give an example of mine first. Okay. I was thinking of changing it to what examples of people that we know do we hope they see and follow or that we duplicate in our own home? Okay. So I had a grandmother that actually Nathan never met. So Mm -hmm. part of my story and part of my testimony is that God blessed me with many step grandparents. When we got married, I had like 14. Um, There were lots of divorces, but in all honesty, the divorces for the most part were pretty tame. There was Mm -hmm. not a lot of drama involved in them. And in turn, I had 14 very loving and sweet grandparents that all just wanted the best for me, which mm-hmm. is like super overwhelming. If yeah. you, if you yeah. think about like people who have two, it <clears throat> 14 is a lot <laughs> to contend with. It is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, one, I had a grandmother named Murdy or Mimi as I called her mm-hmm. and she was one of the sweetest and kindest women I will ever. So uh, Mimi and Linnell yeah, were, yeah were very similar and one of the things that both of them did was compliment so Mimi would compliment people within the first three sentences of meeting someone wow so hey it's so good to see you Kimberly I haven't seen you in forever your hair looks so wonderful every single time you talk about somebody who can bring a wall down for anybody Mm -hmm. who's frustrated or sad or mad yeah that'll do it fast and I so sometimes Nathan doesn't even know this. Sometimes I try to come up with social goals for myself for the year on how to love people better. And I have done, I have tried, there's been at least two years where my goal for the year was everybody that I met knew Mm -hmm. was to give them a compliment just like Linnell or Mimi would do. Hmm, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's, that's my, I hope my kids see that one day Hmm. and follow through with it. Yeah. Huh. Say the question one more time. Um, well, my document just closed. <laughs> um, something that someone you know, something you would want to kind of pass on that's a good habit or a faith connector, something that helps you seek out Jesus. For me, my grandmother doing that mm-hmm. was clearly a way that she connected with other people yeah, to yeah. love them where they were at. Okay. Um, not going to – well – 
how do I do this without like I haven't asked permission to share from anybody. Anyway, so there are there. I'm going to say this: there are a lot of you could be generic. About yeah, there are a lot of men in our church that I admire. Um, their the way that they have handled, like specifically their daughters, though sons, mm. you know, because yeah. they don't have sons, they have daughters. Sure. Uh, but when I see them, um, when they do things that are so simple, like the daddy daughter dances, but those actually oh. carry on. In fact, one in particular that has regular dates at, at yeah. Valentine's Day. Every, oh, you know, his wife and his sweet. two and his three daughters, they all have a separate date. Yeah. And I think that is cool because that opens up conversations that are beyond just a hey telling your kids this but now we get into those really personal conversations and and i mm-hmm. and i admire the guys who are able to do that because it's not something i do well um mm-hmm. you know uh being able to have that one on one time which i i think is something i regret something that i feel like i missed mm-hmm. a lot of but the looking at them doing that i'm going okay i hope that it's some you know maybe somehow i can get to that point that i can learn that to be able to leave that memory. Cause I look at that and I go, man, that's exactly what I want to be. And I think that's the motivation is to see one, uh, their relationship they have, but to think about the time that they have mm. with their children, that they have all this opportunity to, to share that, to share the truth, to be able right. to see uh, how that impacts their life. So yeah, I think that's like, you know, the compliment thing. I think it's the very directed, uh, intentional time with children. And I think mm-hmm. that is with boys too. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, you you yeah. know, uh, and, and it, I think in each, in a, in their own way, each of our, of my kids, our kids have a connection point with me. It's a little yeah. bit different with each one. Yeah. Um, and those are things that we, it's not to say we have these totally dysfunctional separate relationships. It's mm-hmm. just that we're different people. And, yeah. um, and it's, it's just, uh, those are some things I'm like, man, yeah, that would be a good, that would have been a better way to approach some of that, but it's not something mm-hmm. I don't, I can't do now just making sure that I am intentional about it. Right. So. Right. Was that question four? Uh, no. What was that? Question five. That was question five. Yes. Wow. Because, we made it all the way through. Because three and four Work. They bled together. Yeah. What, what is something was. that works? What is something we would change? They kind of flip. Gotcha. So the oh, the original question of Leah was, how do you encourage your children pursuing faith? Now, mm-hmm. personal faith, I think if we're going to be very specific, because that's where we're coming from, like we said at the beginning, we are talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody has faith in something. Right. And, and what's happening right now is the, let's just be blunt, uh, a lot of truth is getting flipped upside down in the mm-hmm. world around us. A lot of things that are uh, intended, that God yeah. designed, intended, and wanted us to know and experience as the good yeah. are being flipped around and, and used as, as, I believe, and tools by the enemy to throw people off and to really yeah. undermine us. Yeah. So I think part of that answer to that question is my friend, my friend Brent put it to me this way one time, many, many years ago, he said this, he said, one of the things we're trying to communicate to teenagers is that a life lived for Jesus truly is the best way to live. When we talk about Mm -hmm. that abundant life in scripture, Mm -hmm. that truly means that it is the best, even when it's difficult, it is Mm -hmm. the best. It's better than anything else. And I think if we can show that to our kids, not just tell them, 
if we can show them that that's what our we're experiencing, I yeah. think that makes it easier. Yeah. But I also think you have to have to be uh, active in those conversations to address things that they're hearing mm-hmm. that are not true. Yeah. In a loving way and not a, and and not a, you know, you're not attacking the person who's saying these things. Mm -hmm. You're addressing the falsehood that they're saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, Address the falsehood, not the person, because the, the, truly the tragedy is that someone, you know, if it's something that flies against the face of biblical truth, the tragedy is that somebody's believing this. Yeah. And be willing to say, I don't know. And be willing to say, I don't know. You yeah. don't have all the answers and don't give broad answers. Right. But also be willing, <clears throat> I think, and I think you do this well, to engage in conversations where they you get to hear their side. Yeah. You know, don't just shut your kid down because they aren't thinking the same way. Hear right. why they think that way. Ask them why. Yeah. Because, you know, the best thing to be able to help them is if you're aware, if you know the truth and they're repeating something to you, it's easy to spot where they're getting tripped up. Yeah. Because it doesn't line up. Yeah. 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 All right. So that was a long answer that, do you have anything else you want to add to it? I think I would encourage both parents that, like I said before, it's not necessarily in the moment that matters. If your kid is struggling with their faith Mm -hmm. or your kid is, you're having a hard time seeing that they love Jesus or whatever yeah. struggle you're well, having. Yeah, they're struggling with maturing or your your biggest um your biggest way to combat that is prayer. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, what you see at this moment is a picture in time. Yeah. It is not the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. So take a deep breath, step back. Yeah. And know that as long as you're doing your part Mm -hmm. and you're encouraging them and loving them and having those honest conversations, Mm -hmm. that the rest will fall into place at some point. It's just not under your control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's that's that whole be still and know that I am God is, okay, Mm -hmm. you live the way you're supposed to. Yeah. And that will impact those around you. You pursue what you're supposed to. And uh-huh. that will lead you into yeah. being that kind of parent for them. But it's not just something you piecemeal. You have to yeah. focus on your growth. You have to fo- focus on your maturing first because you can't you can't help them if you're a wheels off. Well, that, I mean, that's true. You do yeah. have to be surrounded by people that help you grow. That is absolutely having people that will speak truth into you kindly. The truth, yeah. Yeah, and, and you're willing to hear it. And change, because you can hear it all day long, but yeah, if you don't change yeah. your behavior, then you don't have people around you that are really growing and, you. And ask them to help you do that. Yeah. 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 What does that look like? How can I do better? What do you see me failing at? All of those are great questions to ask trusted friends. Mm-hmm. Trusted is the keyword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was a heavy topic, but I think it it's was, good. But I it was, but it was fun. I would want my kids to hear this in 10 years and say... Yeah. There's some sneak peeks of wisdom there that they could pull. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think for any of it, like I said, we're not yeah. perfect, but these are the yeah. things that we, we aspire to. Mm-hmm. We want to be. So, yep. well, okay. so the next topic is the thing up. I haven't told Nathan what the topic is. I do is not know it. what it is. So this will be a shock to me. But you have to promise me something before I tell you. Okay. What? Okay. 
I'm going to need you to write a list, a top three list. Oh my gosh. Okay. And it can be longer. Okay. But I have to have at least top three. At least three. Okay. I'm uh, I'm concerned we may I not. Have to be, I have to be firm in my top three. Maybe that's the way we How say How about, let's say top five. Top five. You'll okay. understand why when I say. The next show. Oh boy. The next episode is shows we loved growing up. Oh my gosh, that's going to be hard. That's why I said I don't I don't know uh, if you can do it. Now you're welcome to do it in any like if you want to have 20 that's fine, but we're only going to get through what we get okay, through. Okay. And I probably will have far less than you. Well, and also minor kind of I, I bet you minor going to be kind of cliché as a really truly a child of the 80s that was, mm-hmm. you know, elementary age and up in the 80s it's probably be pretty just, obvious so we so i helped i didn't help in any way i watched footloose with jessica and nathan <laughs> the other night so jessica and nathan have a podcast about um what do you call it it's called it's a classic yes but what it, the movies are oh so basically it's uh she's movies. gen z and i'm gen x and so yeah. we watch the movies i grew up with and she gets to determine uh, through debate whether mm-hmm. or not it's actually a classic and it holds up. So Yeah, so I was watching that and thinking, you know, it'd be funny to talk about the shows we loved. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a list. And why? But I need you to write them down. I'll write it down. Okay, thank you. He I promised. Promise I'll write it down. So, um, yeah, so I just think that'll be a fun. Okay, best shows of our childhood. Uh-huh. All uh-huh. right. And we'll, we'll just do, do one through five or one through ten or whatever okay, we whatever. Let's to. We'll see where that lands. You know yeah. what? We play this thing loose. No, that's not how I roll. <laughs> I know it's not how you roll. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you guys for listening in, and uh, hopefully there's some encouragement there. Um, but we're with there. We're there with you, is what I meant to say. Uh, we're there with you. We're in the trenches. And uh, praying that all of us uh, see God's impact on our kids. So um, until next time, tune in and uh, maybe leave us an email. Maybe leave us a Facebook post. Or suggestions. Or We're a suggestion. happy to talk about happy whatever. Happy to talk about it. You can contact Kim mm-hmm. or I. But until then, this is Nathan. And this is Kim. And I'm letting her say goodbye. Oh, bye, friends.